With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Is that the order you like to remember your teams, Rich? Patriots, Cardinals, and Chargers? Or is there a different order? No, that, you know, that's cr- chronology for you. You know, yep. Patriots first, then Arizona for a season, and then I've wrapped up my career with... San Diego, you know, while they were still down here, that 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 feels right. Yeah. You know, my brain works in chronology most most of the time, I'd argue. So, yeah, that 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 sounds right. It is the Doug Gottlieb show. Get rich on Twitter at Ornberger. My Twitter account's hacks, so we're not even going to deal with it. Today's show is <laughs> brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Earlier this week, Rich, I was in uh, for Doug. Aaron Torres and I were sitting in, and we had Brian Billick on, former Ravens, Super Bowl winning head coach. Uh, obviously uh, assistant in Minnesota um, where he kind of made a name for himself. And I asked Brian Billick, I said, was there ever a time when Prince just showed up at the team headquarters? Because, you know, Prince is the Twin Cities and the Twin Cities are Prince. And Billick's like, no, no, there's, you know, that would have been kind of cool. I don't know if I would have recognized him. And I thought that that was odd. Like, I figured that Prince would probably stand out, that everybody would know who Prince was. But Brian Billick was such a football head that he wouldn't even know if he would recognize Prince. Yeah, the The purple velvet suit and the platform shoes might give it away there, Coach. Yeah, the guy being 5'6", you know, as well, (laughs) may have been. uh, (laughs) And and, uh, Brian Billick, though, not knowing. Now, there's other celebrity, though, celebrity news in meeting with teams. And it actually happened to one of your former teams, one of the three teams that we had heard about. And it was Elton John performing at Gillette Stadium, home of the Patriots, doing so the previous two nights. And Bob Kraft, the Patriots owner, 
not only presented Elton John, who's on his farewell tour, with a with a Patriots helmet, and by the way, gave him the throwback Pat Patriot helmet, which I really like, but also awarded him a football honoring his farewell tour <laughs> and likely his final shows at Gillette Stadium in New England. Was this stuff going on when you were uh, you were a New England Patriot? Was Elton John and others uh, hanging out with Bob Kraft when you were playing? Yeah, is he going to be in the ring of honor? Like, is he going to be like Elton John up there, like amongst uh, like amongst Steve Grogan and Logan Mankins, <laughs> like the like the Taylor Swift banner they had at Staples? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that's they had right. the sold out concert streak that was next to the Laker jerseys and the couple of Kings jerseys, and I don't think there were Clippers jerseys, but they had the Taylor Swift jersey hanging up there. That that's what maybe maybe Bob Kraft could put it. Would it be would it be like alphabetically between Grogan and Mankins, or is that what you were thinking? <laughs> yeah, most John Hanna's probably there as well. Yeah, Hanna so. again in there. I'm sure Brady or you know somewhere. Around. Yeah, I here's the funny thing is. There were some, yeah, there were some stars that would um, that would come by um, before his presidency. I, I, Donald Trump would sometimes land his chopper on the practice fields and attend games. Bon Jovi was a buddy of Coach Belichick. Oh, yes. yes, he actually wrote a song for the Patriots. Uh, you know that the after touchdowns, this is our house. That song that plays. I'm pretty sure he like wrote it for the New England Patriots um, because he debuted it at one of our practices while I was there. I'm trying to remember who else. I mean, there were some like local, more local celebrities, but obviously people would remember boxer Mickey Ward, um, you know, Doc Rivers stopped by to talk to the team. Let's see any other like, oh, I'll tell you a really, really funny story. Okay, so. 2000, this would be the 2011 season, 2012 postseason. So we went to the Super Bowl, right? This was the second time the Patriots lost to the Giants, the the most recent loss to the Giants, uh, out in Indianapolis. Yep, Super Bowl 46. So we beat the Ravens for the AFC Championship. And, you know, you got the confetti raining down on the field and, you know, we're hugging each other and it was just elation. Like everybody is just like, oh, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl like we've done it. And this was like amid a championship drought for the Patriots, which continued, unfortunately. Um, But so we're going to the Super Bowl like we're thrilled. They're putting together the stage to present the AFC Championship Award and we are hugging each other, and I at one point get shoved in the chest by one of my teammates and then back up into this impeccably dressed woman. And so I turn around and I realize she's wearing like this mink coat. She's got her long mane of hair hanging over the back of it. I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry, miss. And she turns like just slightly over her right shoulder and she goes, that's all right. And I'm like, okay, you know, you no problem. And so like, you know, I'm hugging and celebrating. And then I turn to look up at the, at the stage and, you know, it's Bill up there and Brady and uh, Kraft, uh, Robert Kraft came down and his son, John, Jonathan and and all of a sudden I'm I'm looking at the stage and somebody else is with them and it's that lady I just backed into turns out it wasn't a lady it was Steven Tyler from Aerosmith (laughs) (laughs) and so (laughs) I'm just in there just like Oh wow, that that happened, and uh, the 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 easy reach for a joke there is you know turns out dude dude looked like a lady. Uh, of course, <laughs> uh, it, it's so perfect. That's one of the super seventies famous tweets as well of the uh, of that is so perfect. Dude. I like your Steven Tyler imitation, by the way. Yeah, I was like, I was like, sorry, miss. He's like, dream on. I'm like, what? You know what what else I like about this story is that Bon Jovi didn't pull an Elton John and just take one of his songs and rewrite the lyrics for you guys. Yeah. Like, remember when Princess uh, died and Elton John does England's Rose like he changed Candle in the Wind? Like, how about a new song? You know, like, like, I mean... to that point of, remember old candle in the wind? Remember? Uh, oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like when you the, there, yeah, yeah. 
So, like, how how ticked are you if you're Marilyn Monroe? You know, like that your whole song now has been lifted so Elton John could write another one. Yeah, this is I never understood it. <laughs> never little, understood. It's a little strange. I mean, but you know, relevancy is an important thing. You know. <laughs> Um, uh, what was I? What else? By the way, say? did we get the karaoke version of "Candle in the Wind"? Is that what? Is that? What <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you said you wanted the instrumental. That's not. Yes, what that's I it. did, but it just sounded like the karaoke, like the oh. music that would be. No, no, no. This is the, Isaac Lohenkron. We brought in a. a yeah. <laughs> we brought in a an upright piano, uh, and he's playing it in his production uh, studio. Man, <laughs> this is goodbye, England's rose. Goodbye, New England. Uh, so it was. Are you an Elton John fan? Oh, dude, one hundred percent. John, I know is as well, right? Huge. You're a big Elton John fan. Oh dude. yeah, love love Elton John. Goodbye, yellow brick road. I mean, I'm into all of it. I mean, hold me closer, Malcolm Butler. I, uh, <laughs> all of them, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I like. There's there are versions of Elton John as well. I am a fan. You talk about ranking your teams. Yeah, yeah. '80s Elton John. I'm still standing. I don't want to go on with you like that. Elton John is actually my favorite. I think yeah. more people would go 70s or 90s. Like, I am not Hakuna Matata, uh, you know, circle of life, whatever. That is not me. I would go 80s Elton John, then 70s where, I, you know, we hear most of the hits, yeah. then 90s Elton John. For yeah, me. I agree with you. Although I would flip it. I'd say 70s, then 80s, then 90s. Like, you know, I, I really – his early stuff was – that was the stuff like I cut my teeth on musically, like growing up, working out of deli, slicing you up some half pound of Genoa salami, listening to the oldies, you know, that's, yes. that's, that's, that was my childhood. That was my formative it, teenage years. If it was you hear stuff. 20 Elton John songs on the radio, 17 of them are from the seventies. Yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe two are from the nineties and one's from the, you 80s. know, who else came to a Patriots practice actually? Now that I think about it, we had a lot of like musical acts come through Gillette and visit us at practice. Like Kesney Chenny, Ch uh, Kenny, Kenny Chesney. Chesney yeah, he he came out to practice. I'm pretty sure it was him. And do uh, okay. So um, amongst football players, the guy. I mean, I think he's only like five foot eight or something like that. He's not a very like like he's taller a than Prince. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's not a very big guy, and so. I remember at the end of one of our practices, he took um, – we were doing like a walkthrough practice on a Friday. I think he was playing Gillette, and we were going to hit the road, go play the Jets or something like that. And he wanted to, he wanted to get in there for a snap. And so the, he got – like they ran a play where he threw a, a ball to Randy Moss. I mean, the football looked so large in his hands. <laughs> you know, it's just like – it looked like he was shot putting the thing. And then he, he throws like a dying quail out to Randy Moss, you know, for like a, a five yard crossing route. And he was thrilled, man. You know, he's wearing the cowboy hat and everything. Of course. Like, yeah. It was probably tank um, top, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was wearing the sleeveless shirt. You know the deal. Yes. Yes. I saw him. I had to cover a Tennessee game once uh, at Florida, and he was on the sidelines as well. Straight out Kenny Chesney. But if that's the life. You know, not bad. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's it. not a bad life. That's for damn sure. John Ramos, uh, your Elton John decades, if you could uh, could rank them. I would say 70s, uh, 80s, and then 90s. Yeah, I, I go right in chronological order. Yeah, so. just like Same Rich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is something, like, you don't hear, like, I don't want to go on with no, you don't. like that a lot. But then when that song comes on, you're like... Thank goodness this is on instead of Crocodile Rock. Nah. Like that is yeah. <laughs> you get more excited over it, you know. Oh, like when I'm still the, standing comes on. I I uh, you, dude, when I'm still standing comes on at like a wedding or something, dude. I will cut a rug. There you go. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm I'm shaking my rump. I, I'm clearing the dance floor. I'm humping the air. I mean, I'm getting after. <laughs> I, I've got to tell the I'm still standing story, and I'm sorry to my wife, but it became a theme. Uh, my wife growing up thought the words were I'm Phil Diamond and not <laughs> not I'm still standing. So my buddy went up to the to the DJ and uh, was like, uh, you know, could you play I'm still standing? Uh, not in on the joke. And then all of us as the wedding party were singing I'm Phil Diamond. Uh, when, when, and when you listen to it, 
you're like, okay, I can kind of hear it. Like, like it, it's not like the, oh yeah, of course it's Phil Diamond. But you're like, how would it be close? But that is a, that is a true story. Uh, he's Rich Ornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. And I am, uh, yeah, I'm Dan Beyer. I'm not Phil Diamond. Uh, you can check out the latest signs of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trust the name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The whole point of that segment was to be like, I felt Elton John got more than Tom Brady did when he left New England. You know, at least he, you know, he got this farewell, he got this picture, he got this football, he got this helmet. You know, Brady just wins him six Super Bowls and spends 20 years of his career there. But on a farewell tour, Elton John gets all the goods. What's up with that, Bob Kraft? Get rich on Twitter at Ornberger. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Dan Byer on Fox, which again is in the process of being hacked. Coming up next, we'll check in with an NFL insider, get his thoughts on what happened with Kylo Murray and what wide receiver is the next to get paid in the NFL. We'll talk about it next year on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, yes, we're going to be going camping, if you know what I mean. Welcome aboard. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brought to you today by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Hiccup came and caught me there for a second. <laughs> a lot, yeah. lot of a uh, lot of stories going on in the National Football League that we seem to to talk about. You and I. Hooked up last week. Talk some Jimmy G. Talk some Lamar Jackson. Just talk some Lamar Jackson. Oh, we talk a lot about what's happening with the Browns. We talked a lot about Baker Mayfield this offseason. Russell Wilson, uh, obviously, now the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And uh, let's ride. I had to get my <laughs> let's. Uh, let, <laughs> we, I tried to get the Doug Gottlieb country uh, going yesterday uh, to uh, no avail. Maybe that's why my Twitter uh, account was hacked because it was so bad. But we've talked about a lot about the main stories in the NFL. And when you do that, you know, it's you, you play the hits. However, when you do that as well, you also miss on a bunch of things. There are some stories that caught your eye and my eyes in the NFL training camp that maybe would be bigger deals if these other top stories weren't going on. What is the story that you think we are missing, or at least one of the top stories that you think that we are missing that's going on right now in NFL training camps? Uh, you know, It's really amazing how it's kind of just snuck under the radar that Josh McDaniels is getting another crack at this. You know, I realize that the Derek Carr extension took up some headlines and the, the moving on from the Gruden fiasco uh, was absolutely a part of this offseason and his, his, his signing as head coach was a part of that as well. But we really haven't focused on it. Devontae Adams obviously going there in trade. But, but I, I mean, this is a huge year for Josh McDaniels. The last time he accepted a head coaching job, it went terribly wrong in Denver, so much so that he was nearly immediately fired and then was sent off to St. Louis where he spent part of a season before returning home to New England. And then when he was considered for another head coaching job, he basically left the Indianapolis Colts at the altar and uh, Frank Reich stepped in and took took the job and has had success. So, yeah, this is uh, he's got a quarterback. He's got a real number one receiver. He's got a tremendous talent at tight end in Darren Waller. Uh, he, Josh Jacobs is a competent, if better than that, running back. He's got Hunter Renfro, who's sort of that archetypal Wes Welker, Julian Edelman style slot receiver. I mean, he's got all the talent he needs with, I would say, offensive line withstanding and the Raiders are a postseason team a year ago. Like, there's a ton of pressure on Josh McDaniels, and I and I think it's being understated because he's in such a competitive division. I, you know, it's funny because I just don't think the Raiders ever get any breaks, and 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 by that I mean that nobody ever believes that the Raiders are going to do anything or that Derek Carr. And I, I to to what you're saying, I, I do think it's the first time really when they are. They are loaded on offense outside of the offensive line that you mentioned. But to have now Derek Carr has to get the football to those uh, weapons that you talked about, three legitimate weapons that you can throw to maybe more than most of the NFL. I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about not only an NFL story that's going under the radar, but just the team itself. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're still talking about – Devontae Adams making Hall of Fame comments about Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr in the same breath. And then Rodgers does his back and, uh, you know, kind of mocking it. But that seems to be the conversation, let alone that this is, the, you know, this is second chanceville. We're more talking about, to your point, Rich, we're more talking about Bill Belichick not naming a coordinator than talking about where the coordinator that he had left to go to. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, like we, we're concentrating more on, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like there, there's intrigue all over the AFC East as well. And, 
you know, Tyree Kill has a podcast now, and he just seems to be touting Tua Tungavailoa's accuracy every mm-hmm. chance he gets. And, you know, you just did it on our way into this segment. Let's ride. You know, you got <laughs> Russell Wilson there in Denver, and he's he's stealing headlines. It's just there's so many different directions you could go with this NFL offseason that that's really sort of been shoved under the rug. Another one is, you know, on the other side of that Devontae Adams trade, you know, the the Packers, boy, oh, boy. I mean, that's a team where you kind of feel like just because they are the best team in the NFC North, they're going to make it back to the postseason as divisional winners. But are they good enough to win? Are they better than they were last year? I could argue no. You know, I, I mean, is, is this a team? I love them. I love them. Yeah, I absolutely okay. love them. And, and the yeah. reason is, is defensively. And again, this is, goes against everything, but they seem to be stacking up defensively, and their secondary was was hurt a bunch last season. I know it does not excuse them not scoring, you know, a, a touchdown in their or offensive touchdown in their loss to the 49ers. I know when push comes to shove, that comes to it. But I just I, I think for their running game and what what Jones and AJ Dillon can provide. I don't think I, there's going to be an obvious drop off from Devontae Adams, but if you continue to run the ball and try to defend against Aaron Rodgers, I still think he is going to kill you. They did it in Arizona on the on the short week that they had with no wide receivers, and I think that I I you know and again it's maybe me the running the football playing defense sort of guy. I think your questions are legitimate, but I I like that nobody is is counting them in because I think that helps them this year. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. I mean, and also, like, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know, if there's a player who has proven he plays better when there's a chip on his shoulder, he's one of those guys. And having the cupboard a little bit bare offensively and having to, you know, turn to Alan Lazard as your number one wide receiver, may- maybe maybe he does have more success than we would originally anticipate. Um, but, yeah, that's another underrated storyline. I'm trying to think of another. I mean, like you know, I've got two. I got yeah, two. yeah, yeah. Give me, give me yours. I'm curious. Since, since when is you know we've talked about Kyler Murray so much, we've talked about Baker Mayfield so much. We don't talk about what's happening in Jacksonville unless Urban Meyer is at an Ohio bar. Like that's all we talk about. Like with the Jaguars, and they become such a, not a part of a story. But you have Doug Peterson taking over, Super Bowl winning head coach. From the Urban Meyer era, which was a you know an extreme disaster, no one, no one is talking about what does Trevor Lawrence do in year two. What what growth are we going to see from Trevor Lawrence now when you have a a coach that is is perfectly fit for him? It's not it's not the let's see if this Urban Meyer experiment thing sort of works. Doug Peterson has his plan. He knows what he wants to do. He's a former quarterback himself. I, if if it was any other team in this scenario, I think we would be talking so much more about it, but we aren't because they're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it really is. I, you know, imagine imagine if this was the situation in New England, like after Belichick left, uh, they hired Urban Meyer and they had a first overall pick. Like the the world would be a buzz, but. <laughs> Because it's the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars who haven't had, you know, much success in recent years and they're kind of hidden in their division. And yeah, I agree with you. I I, and let's face it. I mean, we're going to get our first opportunity to see this team in the Hall of Fame game. It's got to look vastly different under under uh, Doug Peterson as opposed to Urban Meyer. I mean, that's a guy who understands how to use a dual threat quarterback like a uh, like a like like a, a Lawrence. I mean, he did it with Foles the year that they went to the Super Bowl and won it. Um, he did it with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of those guys really, you know, sort of that RPO style offense. I mean, that that's what really initiated it after he left. Uh, uh, Kansas City and came to work uh, in Philly. I mean, it really hummed there. So, very curious what that storyline looks like. What's the other one you got on your mind? The the other one, because you go from one end of the AFC to the other, I can't believe how much we aren't talking about the actual best team in the AFC last year in the regular season. And that's Tennessee. And, and not about their Super Bowl aspirations, but about what could go wrong. 
And again, it's not a sexy team. And I know the AFC South, like they had both stories stemming from that division. But you think about now you've moved on from A.J. Brown. I think there are still questions about Ryan Tannehill. And you're coming off of a season where Derrick Henry uh, had a great eight games when he was healthy and then injures his foot, comes back for the playoff game. Not the same Derrick Henry, but I think that's another question is, when is Derrick Henry not going to be the same? And now is it going to be a season where you just you know jettisoned your top wide receiver and there are questions about your quarterback? This is from the top team in the AFC from a year ago. Again, yeah. I know the Titans don't grab headlines, but if you would put any other team name – in where Jacksonville was or in where Tennessee was, I mean, heck, look at, you know, I mean, it, it's like that conversation of, of that maybe house of cards falling apart. And their defense got a lot better last season than from the year before. But I just think if they're the AFC number one seed, no one is talking about them and the issues that they may face this year. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. You know, one last one that that uh, I mean, I mean, it's not it's not as big, but it's it's one of those again underrated storylines that I'm super curious to find out what it looks like. Is we I think for the first time we have a real opportunity to see what this Vikings roster is made of. Like every single year, Minnesota is one of those teams where you're just like, yep, this is the year on paper they look good. And Zimmer, man, you know, he's a good defensive coach. And, you know, they're going to be tough. They're going to be a tough out in that NFC North. I, I Look, I know Kevin O'Connell personally. I played with him uh, in New England. Uh, he was there a year before me, before he left for the Jets, and then obviously went on to a, a really illustrious coaching career, and that, that might be home for him, right? He might have always been mm-hmm. meant to be a coach, and the offensive coordinating job he did – in uh, in L.A. with Jared Goff, and, you know, he's, he's just – he's a talent. And I think as a young man – getting opportunity to work as a head coach and bring fresh eyes to an offense that is surrounded with great talents. Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, again, is he great? Well, no. Is he elite? Not even. But is he good enough? Yeah, I, I think he is. I, I mean, like, well, yeah, look, he's not Matthew Stafford, but if Kevin O'Connell brings some of what made that Rams offense special to Minnesota, you know, the use of the tight ends and the the fullback type position and, you know, really confusing the defense with a good run game and then and then hiding uh, your 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 pass and run packages with those tight bunch sets and all that type of th- stuff, the crossing routes that confused so many defenses when he was a Rams OC. I, I think we could truly for the first time see a coach unlock the potential in Minnesota like we haven't seen before. So that's that is for me like a true sleeper team in the yeah. NFC that nobody's talking about. I, I I what I wonder and it's not to discredit what Mike Zimmer accomplished there, but there seemed to be such tension in that building mm. over the last 18 months or so. I mean, remember remember when Zimmer was asked why they didn't play Kellen Mond? And he's oh, like, because right. I, you know, and he's like, because I, I seen, I've seen him in practice all week. <laughs> like, who says that? You know, who says that? The guy that knows that he's going out the door. Like, you know, that it's like it's or it's gotten so bad. And I'm not, I'm not putting the blame solely on Mike Zimmer, but it just seems that that place needed something different they yeah. needed a new energy sometimes you know expiration dates on guys times i think there are exp- expiration dates on friendships like i tell my wife this all the time because there may be a friend that she hasn't talked to but like i haven't heard i go you know what i go it's okay i go i i, I honestly believe that there's some friendships that are only supposed to be in place for a certain amount of time and then at some point it kind of moves on, you move away or whatever. That was Mike Zimmer's tenure. Like it was supposed to be for this time, it didn't accomplish. But at the end, there was such weird energy and tension that I think just not having that will make the Vikings interesting. Yeah, you know, I mean, and he'll go down in history as probably the third greatest coach in that franchise's history. I mean, he did some things there. He won a lot of games. He got into the postseason. I think what three or. four? Four years of his eight-year tenure. I mean, he he was overall relatively successful, but 
Yeah, I agree with you. I just sort of felt like there was an expiration date. They probably went a year too long with the Zimmer experiment. Um, but there was always hope. There was always a lot. You know what's interesting is you mentioned that you know, that Kellen Mond statement, and it reminded me earlier this week when I was reading a quote from uh, – from Quesia del Fomenza, their general manager, who was talking about quarterbacking in this league. And he was talking about his team specifically. I think he, it was a quote from USA Today. And he basically was like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to win a Super Bowl with a guy like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. We don't have one of those. <laughs> you're just like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing for him. But you're just kind of like, yeah, I guess the first part to solving a problem is admitting you have one. Uh, so there you have it. <laughs> Kirk knows that we're good. No, Kirk and I are good. We talked today. We are good. Yeah, I did. Oh, that was funny. There, there was, yeah, there's there, there's some weird stuff going on in Minnesota. Maybe some of it is, has moved on. He's Rich Ornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio as we are sitting in for Doug today. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Now head out to the guy who has started to blaze his trail on his training camp tour, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Also, Inside the Birds podcast and Sirius XM NFL Radio, Adam Kaplan joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Adam. Happy Friday. How are guys, you? A very happy Friday to you guys and your listeners. And yeah, I'm on the road here. Looking forward to flying out west and uh, seeing the Chargers, the Niners, and the Rams. And got it started out east this week. Let's uh, let's start with where you've been because you were in your backyard of Philadelphia and also got a yeah. chance to look at, at the Giants today. What is Philly about this year? Is it Jalen Hurts' next step? Is it running game? Is it A.J. Brown? What's their focus in trying to build off that wild card year last year? Yeah, so they definitely want to throw the ball more. You, you mentioned the A.J. Brown trade. They're, they're, on average, $25 million a year is in his contract. Dallas Goddard, they, they're starting today, and they extended his contract, $14.5 million. They want to go away from being a running team. They want to be a passing team. In fact, they tried to be a passing team to start last season. It didn't work. Hertz was not ready for it. Then they somehow became the NFL's best running team because, well, they have the NFL's best offensive line. So, yeah, I, it, they're going to go away somewhat of the run game. Now, Jalen Hurts will certainly be, certainly be part of the run game. He's definitely dynamic with his legs, but they want to throw the ball more. They're, more attempts per game in the 30s and – They've got a lot of talent around them. This is the fastest team they put together in many years where you watch Philly in 2018, 2019, you go, wow, they slow. Well, they're not slow anymore. When you, when you look around that division, um, obviously the commanders got better. Regardless of what you think of Carson Wentz, I think the quarterback yep. position's an upgrade there. Dak Prescott... I feel like it's kind of a now or never moment for Mike McCarthy. So you know the Dallas Cowboys are going to be pressing. How realistic, though, could a Sirianni, Jalen Hurts-led team win this division? Is it possible? Is it likely? Well, Rich, one of the most amazing stats in the NFL is that we have not had a repeat winner in the NFC East since 2004 when the Eagles won won three straight division champions, so 2-0-3-0-4. So, the chances are, based on history of the last 19 years, the Cowboys probably won't win the division, and somebody else will. Uh, so, look, Dallas was better last year. Dak Prescott was terrific, considering he was coming off major surgery. A pretty good, good story, but there's no Amari Cooper, and we know there's been a war of words uh, with Jer- Jerry Jones taking a taking a shot. He, he, he says he wasn't trying to, but he was taking a shot at Amari Cooper because D- he believes C.D. Lamb is better. But the fact of the matter is that division is up for grabs. Philly uh, is absolutely improved. In fact, I don't know how they got the playoffs last year with the, the, with the roster that they had. They had a, they had a below-average roster, and somehow they got in. Good schedule. Uh, the, the entire division, though, if you go through it, it's got a very very good schedule based on the way that the opponents look this year. It's, it's wide open. I would say Philly, from top to bottom, probably has the best roster because they've addressed just about every need. But, Rich, you're right about Washington. With Carson Wentz, it's never been about talent. It's about leadership, staying healthy, and so forth. He knows this is this is a big year for him because they have a decision to make on his contract. Uh, they could walk away from it and owe him nothing. Uh, they just have to make a decision by the middle of March. Uh, he's got uh, some fully guaranteed money that converts. So uh, that's a team watching. I'll, I'll be with them in about a week or so. I'm looking forward to seeing them because they're also very talented. Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, joining us. I got one more, and it's kind of just on what you said earlier. If Philadelphia had the best run offense in the NFL in the second half of the season, why are they moving away from it? Well, it's not like, Dan, they're not going to run the ball, but when you invest so much money, and they never – got to understand, Dan, organizationally they're very analytical. They, they believe in throwing the football more than probably most teams. Because mm. they believe by analytics and the data back in the 60s, the more you throw in the first half, the better first half of games, the better chance you have to win. 
and that got away from them last year where Jalen Hurts was just not comfortable. And the, the problem with Hurts was that it's not a talent issue. It's staying in the same offense for two years in a row, which he had not had since his dad was his high school coach. He had not been in the same offense two years in a row. And the Eagles feel, just talking to them privately, that they feel like him being in the same offense with Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, who called the plays last year uh, mid-season. Sirianni gave it up, became more of a CEO head coach. And let's not forget, Steichen did call the plays for a year and a half under the Chargers, so he does have experience doing it. You know, we've never seen a contract addendum for tying your <laughs> shoes or showing up on time to work or driving the speed limit. Uh, that would be unique. Well, so is study your game film if you're one of the top 12 at your position, arguably, in all of sports. I mean, we could argue that the quarterback position is the most important in all of sports. And Kyler Murray signed a contract, and a big one, but it had this specific provision in it. And then all of a sudden you have him protesting about the media backlash and the curiosity about why that, that addendum needed to be included. And you have the Arizona Cardinals make this big public statement about, oh, we're tearing up that addendum and that provision. We don't need it. It's like, well, okay, but either you're petty if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're just trying to sneak nonsense into a contract or there was a reason for that addendum being there. Where do you fall? Well, Rich, you know, as a former NFL player, you can't sneak anything to a contract. You could, you could tell them, listen, we want this in the contract. But as a player, or anyone who's ever done it in a contract, it's up to you to agree to it. Kyler Murray agreed to it. Let's not forget, he and his agent, Eric Burkhardt, they agreed to it. I, I'll give an example. Just in, in my career, uh, if you do a contract out of California, there's certain, there's certain language. Uh, force majeure, you've got you to agree to it because of if an earthquake happens – and you're not unable to perform your job like they're not liable for it, like a company. So there's certain things you have to agree with depending on the company that you work for. Well, the Cardinals did something very unique. This is not a way clause. I've done many, I've done many reporting on uh, way clauses, and, 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 and people find that fun, kind of funny and humorous. Look, we, Zion Williamson, I believe, has one in his contract. Oh, but yeah. Rich, you're right. This is so unique. I've never heard of anything like this. And they clearly reacted to the media backlash, and particularly social media. And also, you brought it up, Kyler Murray's press conference this week, uh, where he was asked about it, and he felt sort of offended. Well, my response would have been, you could be offended if they asked, but why did you agree to it? You didn't have to agree to it. Now, they might have said, if you don't agree to it, we're not doing it. Well, now, of course, they've taken out it. The Cardinals are going to learn a lot about this. You, can, you just have to assume the media is going to find out. A lot of us get access to contract information, even the language, which I've seen before. And you just have to assume if you're a club, it's going to get out and you don't, ask, you don't put anything in there that could embarrass your player. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Hornberger. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Get Adam on Twitter, at KaplanNFL. So let's talk about some of the teams that you're about to go see. One specifically in the 49ers. Now that DK Metcalf's deal is done, is Debo Samuel's getting done in the next day or so, or how does that play out for the Niners? Yeah, for sure. This is a this is a major priority for them. Both sides want to get it done. They they, they know that part of the issue, in fact, what I'm told, the big issue last year was Debo did not have any idea that he'd be running the ball more than he would catching it. Would be catching it to close the season over the last eight games, which is crazy. And I don't. He was not good with that. And it's something they have to work through. And, and, and by the way, he, if, I'd be very surprised if his deal, when it gets done, is not better on average per season than D.K. Metcalf. It just it should because D.K. is a dual-threat player, and they have to treat him as such. It's just, it's just more fair, guys. And that, that'll, that'll placate him. Uh, the deal that he'll want to beat is A.J. Brown's $25 million a year. And the funny thing is they all have the same agent, which is pretty interesting. I, you know, Adam, when I think about the AFC, I just feel like it's so loaded up out there. Uh, you know, the wild card is going to be a really interesting race. Is, is there an NFC sleeper team that you could see entering the fray and making some noise on the wild card side? I think we kind of have a good eye on who's going to win divisions. But, but are, is there a team or teams that you're specifically looking at that with a new head coach or, I don't know, maybe a new quarterback, you just, you just feel like people are underrating them right now? I would have, well, I was wrong with the Chargers last year. I thought that they would, they would surprise and be a wild card under Brand Staley in his first year. And it didn't happen. Their defense was shockingly very, very disappointing. Like they, 
there are weeks sometimes where you go, what is going on? They're almost non-competitive. Now, they addressed it significantly. J.C. Jackson, the secondary, a lot of help on the front seven. Uh, Cleo Mack, who, who Staley knows from the days with the Bears, and they're going to be really good. I'll, I'll be with them on Monday and Tuesday. If they're not a playoff team, I mean, Georgia fans should be shocked. There should be a major uproar, and it was close. Obviously, we all know what happened. Went down to the last game of the regular season, that Sunday night game against the Raiders. The winner of that game gets in the playoffs. It certainly was the game of the year. And look, when you you know, Rich, playing with Brady, when you have one of the best at that position, you always have a chance. It's just they got to get their defense right, and they're working on it. He's Adam Cap on our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. Again, check him out on the Inside the Birds podcast and also SiriusXM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Appreciate it, Adam. Safe travels out west. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.